today's episode we talk about protecting your legacy by giving it away. It is an extremely important topic that encompasses the areas of the wealth that you've created and how to pass it on safely and efficiently to your family and beneficiaries. Hello and welcome to Dollars Dirhams and our two financial sense. Our podcast series on financial planning brought to you by the Continental Group. In this series we take a look at all things wealth and finance from how to accumulate and manage your money to how to protect and grow it. Today we have with us Mr. Adil Qadri, a colleague of mine from Continental whom I've known for over 15 years or thereabouts. Adil is a qualified CFP and a financial planner by profession. He is also an MDRT uh, qualifying and life member for over 18 years and has been involved in the financial planning business uh, for since since then. He is also an author of the book 3 steps to financial freedom uh, that is available on Amazon Kindle and in print. Welcome to the show Adil. Thank you very much Anselm. Uh, have I missed anything out there? Uh I think you have almost done most of the things which I have given it to you. Okay. And uh today we are going to be talking about financial consolidation and record keeping. It's a topic that many of us may not necessarily look at or think about as something that's very important on our list of things, especially when it comes down to our financial life. But let me ask you this. How many of you are aware that when we look at the Swiss banks or banks in general that there are millions and billions of rupees, dollars, dirhams that are left unclaimed? And the reason for that money remaining and resting with the banks is many a time the dependents or the beneficiaries do not really know how to claim that money or that that account exists and that is a topic that adil is going to shed some light on so adil it's an interesting topic i mean from a financial planning perspective how did you get into it it is something that you don't really think about until you encounter it so i'm assuming you have some interesting stories to share so please do tell Yeah first of all thank you very much Anselm for inviting me to speak on the subject which is very very close and near and dear to me and uh, this particular area of financial planning is nothing but a value add services which any financial advisor can give it to their clients you know what when we talk about financial planning there are three stages which everyone goes through one is the first and the foremost is that wealth protection where people go and do their life insurances and critical illness insurances when they are young second is wealth accumulation where they invest in diversity in they invest in different asset allocation in different places based on their objectives and the third and the final one is wealth distribution mm-hmm. what happen is that we normally forget one area which which is falling between the wealth uh wealth accumulation and wealth distribution and that is called as wealth consolidation or you can say even a record keeping mm-hmm. rather than giving you a concept let me just give you a real time case study of course i am not going to disclose the name of my clients due to the client's confidentiality but i will just name a client based on uh, what i have it with me sure in 2000 uh, in 2000 uh 1817 18 i met with a client by the name called as mr john mm-hmm. what happened is that mr john has done couple of things with me he has covered all the areas of financial planning and then i was just touching base with him that what else he has done 
so that we can review it in totality he disclosed that he has done some couple of indian mutual funds as well and i said can you share with me that what kind of a mutual funds you have done he was finding it little difficult to find it out and he said adil whenever i go to india there is a financial advisor who keep on giving me mutual funds on and off mm-hmm. i said can you share that particular mutual fund list with me which he did but he took a long time to give it to me we consolidated that thing on a piece of paper or you can say an excel sheet and to my shock and to his shock there were about 67 mutual funds with about with about 10 amcs i went to the same client mr john and said mr john can you imagine that how cumbersome how difficult it is going to be for your wife to take the money out from there because the the worst part was that all were in a dma- non dmat form they mm. were not in one place they were in a different different amcs and he has to practically go to each and every amc to claim that money what i did is that since i have also been associated with a company which helps uh, to do an indian mutual fund i asked him to open a dmat account with me which he did we brought all the mutual funds and on one platform and today i can proudly tell you that this client is having about only eight mutual funds which is needed and necessary and the best part is all these mutual funds are only on a one platform and at a click of a button he can buy sell or manage it mm-hmm. by way of just pushing some few clicks and he's done he has shared those information with his wife and his kid and now he is all having nothing but a peace of mind so that's great i mean it's a great example and i think there are a few points in that that i'd like to dig a little deeper into and uh, first uh, from a perspective of uh, uh, dmat and uh, material assets uh, per se so uh, can you just give a little bit uh, of uh, additional detail that t- today with technology uh, available to us easily is it necessary to have physical copies of uh, the instruments that you hold or is it better to have everything in a dematerialized or demat form sir we are in a technological era yep. where the paper is now considered to be uh, you can say you know it has been a history hmm. people are doing things on technologically and there are so many platforms and plethora of product providers are there who can give you and help you to get everything digitalized so when things are coming to you yeah. in a digitalized manner and making your life easy why are we still talking about the paper yeah no so it i'm uh, just to sort of clarify because sometimes people have the feeling that you know i need something to show it is authentic or i own it uh, in in the in a physical form but thank you for clarifying that and um, i think really the next question comes down to how do you get started with this i mean it seems like it's an important task i know many uh families in similar situations uh unfortunately who may have been you know running helter skelter post event where either the family does not have a sense of where or what the assets uh that are there are um and don't really know whether they can you know access all of these instruments i mean while you're talking about shares and uh mutual funds mm. uh simple things like bank accounts can also be a challenge at times so yes. uh, really coming down to it how do you get started how does one go about it uh, if you can share some examples and some light on that 
See, before I can tell you how to go about it, we have touched in a very good point where, you know, I know one somebody who did not have a records with him in place and mm-hmm. what he has to or what she has to go through. Once again, I will share one live example of a client of mine. In fact, now he is no more. He His name was Darshan. And what happened is that Darshan, one fine day, I came to know that he got a cardiac arrest and he died at the age of 42 years. Fine. Going up in the heaven is there. Everyone has to go up. But then the worst part which has happened is that at that point of time when he passed away, the wife was only carrying about 4,000 dirhams in, his, in her pocket. She, didn't know, she did not know what were the bank accounts. She did not know what were the ATM passwords. She did not know what were the policies, what were the investments which he has done. And she was completely, like you can say, she did not know what to do now next. We approached the colleagues, we approached the employers just to see that what the husband would have had done. Mm-hmm. And from that herd mentality, we came to know that uh, in the, in the in office what happened is that if someone does the investment, the other gentlemen also tend to do it. They tend to follow, yeah. yes. So we came to know that husband has invested some funds into that Indian Millennium Deposits, which came in 2000. Mm-hmm. And luckily, we managed to get some few details. And due to that details, we came to know that he has invested an adequate amount of money. Now, to get that money out, the wife has to go from pillar to post and there was no proper beneficiary set down on that and it was so difficult for her. It took almost six, mo- six months for her to get that money back. Wow. So, and, 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 and the kind of a financial stress she has gone through, she was living in a two-bedroom hall where she has to she was forced to rent one bedroom for uh, for for just getting uh, you know relief in the rental kind of a you know so liquidity uh, became a challenge because challenge of with, yeah yeah so these kind of a things which happen for the people who don't keep a record so it is very important that one should not only do whatever they are doing it for the family but yeah. they should even share it with the family no absolutely and it's something that you don't think about uh, but it has a major impact on the ones that are left behind yeah. Um, so again, going back to the the question that we started with, and thank you for sharing that example. But when we, if if there is advice that you had li- that you'd like to give or a pathway that you'd like to share with our audience in terms of how can they get started on this journey, uh, what are the first steps that you would recommend that someone takes? Um, See again before before uh, uh, getting into what exactly one has to give and what has one has to do, I would like to again share one very good example. When, when it comes to financial consolidation, again, uh-huh. it's a real-time life story, which I'm going to share it with you. Again, I came across with a client of mine in about 2008 or something like that. And uh, he did some education planning with me. Okay. But before meeting up with me, he has already done some couple of insurance policies and some couple of investments through some another brokers or some another uh, uh, banks where you know he has already taken care of all those areas. All these informations I came to know from him while I was doing his KYC. One fine Sorry, day... Sorry, what is KYC? KYC just for is, yeah, KYC is know your client. I mean, these are all okay. compliance compliance requirement which we need to, which we need to uh, do it while we are doing any kind of an application or, you know, a new business has been placed. Sure. So while, while I was doing this thing, I came to know that these are the policies which he's having. In one of the meeting, I asked him that why don't you 
have a second opinion let us have a small review on what are the policies which you are having this client of mine whose name was narin was narin because he is now no more okay. what he did is he shared all those documents with me again with most of his difficulties he could not find out the documents where it is he shared all those documents with me that these are the policies and we came to know that there are about six policies which he is having from different different providers and different different uh, brokerage houses or a bank thankfully when i well, i was talking to him i said to him that mr narin today you are alive and you are finding it so difficult to get all those information together hmm. think about a situation when if you are not there how your wife is going to take care of all those things Correct. and now to his luck you can say since i am representing continental insurance brokers we were also been able to do the same policies what i did is that i asked him to transfer all his policies to continental and bring it at one place consolidate it try to bring all these things at one place so that the, the, the lesser the contact points after the person is not there is better for the beneficiaries which he did so better sorry i'm sorry to interrupt better but more from a perspective of being able to sort of have one point of contact one to manage the rest contact. of it yeah and, and it, it has really helped in his case mm. because then in about 2014 2015 he relocated to canada okay one fine day i came to know from the common friend and a social media that uh, this client of mine he is now no more i was half or you can say more or less i was expecting a phone call from the family and i was quite right one fine day i got a call from his daughter and daughter said adil uncle i am daughter of mr narin and he when he came to dubai uh, came to canada he has just asked me one thing that should something happen to me i have couple of policies done in dubai and all these things are lined up in continental insurance brokers so the first person for you to contact is adil and if adil is also not there then you can contact continental which she did and she said adil uncle now what's next hmm. and i said let us exchange the emails and then we did the formalities and you know what within the stipulated time of 3 to 4 weeks she was able to get all the policies documentation sorted out and the claim was there in the bank account of the beneficiaries without any much hassle so this is the advantage of consolidation yeah, i mean uh, from the first example that you gave us where it took almost 6 months and a lot of running around mm. uh, for for the family to be able to access uh, and even know what uh, assets were there to to hear where you were able to and they were able to manage to get the proceeds within about 3 to 4 weeks that's under a month yeah no so of course uh, we recognize that you know there is a big big uh, impact that it has being yeah. able to keep your records um consolidated stored in one place and organized yes. in, a, in a in a good in a good manner so i mean from that example and picking up the first thing that you actually uh, asked uh, your client to do was to share the details with you yes. what what details would those be i mean what would you uh, ask him to uh, share with you how would you uh, take a client through that journey the first thing ask the client to give you all the documentation in terms of the policy papers like what's his policy number what's his cover what's the premium when it is going to get matured how long is he going to get the premiums paid all these details you will be able to find on the policy document so just try to gather all those things mm-hmm. and then i can answer that question that how to go about it yep. where 
you have to just do it in a simplest of its manner put it on a piece of paper or put it in an excel sheet yeah. and get going uh, it's it's little challenging for the initial stage but then once you start putting in some details your excel sheet will start filling it out automatically right. and you will see that oh my god all these things consolidated at one place so what details would you say uh, should be captured i mean obviously policy number sounds that that's imp- that's an important part of uh, being able to track the assets that you've got the institution that it is with what else See, i will rather than what we should do it let me just tell you what i have done it for myself let me just sure. walk you through please because i am the one who normally try to walk the talk rather than just show you things i have done something in the simplest of its manner mm-hmm. i am technologically little challenged but i i'm sure most of the listeners they are not yeah. but still what i managed to do it is i have done couple of things in my life over this period of 25 years in dubai i have accumulated some funds i have done something for the family yep. what i did is i have opened up uh, an excel document and started putting everything in a systematic manner the first page which carries the summary of that then i have divided it into the sheets where uh, the, the first page is like let's say all the bank accounts then the mutual funds then the stocks then the insurance policies all those things sorted out as a sheet wise thing so it's a complete one page kind of a document or one document everything is available so it's a document and you've got uh, different sheets for the different asset classes yes okay yes and encrypt it or you can say put a password to it yeah i was going to come to that so i mean you uh, know uh, excel and putting all of your personal information in one in one file how safe is it and you know i have done that way i have sure. encrypted it and put it on some you can say a cloud or a gmail or something like that is a common gmail done for all the family members oh okay where everyone can access the same gmail and i keep on updating it on a regular basis as and when i do something and you know what rather than you doing it off your own i would suggest you to let your better half sit next to you and just do it along with you it's yeah. it's all about you can say uh, uh, i mean i have heard uh, one very beautiful saying from uh, our our boss ashok sardana also that it's all about uh, uh, you know progression and not perfection mm. so you keep on doing things as and when uh, you know it it uh, get keep on improving it over a period of time but then whenever you do something let your wife also be there or yeah. let your spouse also be there and she also knows what exactly you are doing and that is an important part of being able to access these records when it's needed right 100% see what's the point of me doing so many things for my family and when it's not of a use to them correct so yeah. i'm doing it for them i mean they are the ultimate beneficiaries for that so they should be able to access it they should be able to see what exactly i have done for them yeah and just one other thing that uh, that's come out from the conversation uh, with regard to beneficiaries and uh, nomination on on the policies um can you share uh, you know today i've come across many um many friends colleagues clients who either hesitate to put the name of a beneficiary do not know you know whose name they should put or think that they'll do it later uh, what what's your take on that uh, okay again i am the man i am someone who really talks only on examples 2000 and uh, i lost my father in 2009 when i was accessing some few of my documents in 2011 i saw in one of my policies back home in india my father was a beneficiary in there 
ओके नाउ टू चेंज द बेनिफिशरी फ्रॉम माई फादर्स नेम टू माई वाइफ्स नेम इट टेक्स जस्ट वन डेज टाइम आई टू जस्ट गिव दैट प्रूफ दैट शी इज माई वाइफ एंड शी इज द वन हु इज गोइंग टू टेक केयर ऑफ द मनी वंस आई एम नॉट देर इट्स जस्ट अ वन डे सम फ्यू डॉक्यूमेंट्स एंड शी इज द बेनिफिशरी चेंज कैन बी डन इफ दैट वुड हैव बीन नॉट देयर एंड शुड समथिंग हैड हैपन टू मी माई वाइफ हैज टू गो टू द कोर्ट ऑफ लॉ एंड प्रूव that she is my wife notarize the documents and again it takes approximately about some couple of weeks or couple of months i don't know hmm. so better keep on reviewing that who are your policy beneficiaries who are your uh, nominees in in your whatever investments you are doing so it becomes very easy for them once you are not there correct yeah and uh, picking on that i mean there are some elements or some documents that we may not be at this current point of time be able to sort of digitize uh and i'm assuming that when we obviously are listing the the financial records that we've got it means all assets including for example property hmm. so these agreements uh, that we've got for you know let's say for a home or for one home or several homes how do you suggest uh we handle those i mean again example please it's all about progression not a perfection hmm. till 2019 i was just trying to do it in the simplest of its manner keeping it in an excel sheet with that whatever is a property number or a survey number or a electricity meter number and all those things in that kind of a format okay but 2019 was a little great change you can say for my life what happened is that we have applied for a canadian visa for my son's education and where they wanted me to give the properties and some they wanted me to show some assets back home in india okay. now all these documents were there with me and they were all in regional language of gujarati i am from gujarat badoda i could not produce those documents to the canadian authority mm-hmm. so what the 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 councilor said to me that you need to do it through some government approved valuer i hired a government approved valuer and you know what anselm he has done the job so beautifully he has notarized the document not only that i came to know my property's location the survey number the property number but i also came to know the latest valuation as per the government approved valuer in india at this point of time hmm. now in my excel sheet what i have done it is just write written when the property column refer the valuer's report that's it and that valuation report is there in hard copy also and i have also scanned it in the best of and it's just some few pages which we can immediately scan it and put it across so and where do you store these documents is there a particular place do you keep it uh, so that it is available accessible and safe yeah i mean normally every every house there must be some kind of a locker or a cupboard where you know you can just put anything which is physical hmm. you can put it at one place maybe in one briefcase and make things easy keep it simple i mean yeah. there are certain people who go one step ahead and they keep all these documents into a locker mm. but again you have to also see that these lockers uh, passwords and the keys and and you know who are the people who can access all those things are clear to the beneficiary correct then only it makes sense you know correct. it's not about how technically or how efficiently you are keeping the records it is somebody like if my wife is unable to understand what i have done no point in doing anything in a best of its form i understand i understand so it's important to keep that communication open and to have it in uh, a space or a place where it is easily or where they can access yes. and they can yes. 
use those um, those documents and that information. Great. Um, what about family members? I mean, uh, do you think that children, um, the spouse obviously is logical, but what about children? Getting them involved into this conversation? Conversation does that make sense? I encourage. In fact, when the kid is in a some kind of, and in fact, if we involve the kid also, it is always a great idea for having a financial literacy among the kids as well. Kids should know about it. Of course, not the, the you know one somebody who is having a seven, sixteen year, seventeen year, eighteen year kid. Sure. Nothing wrong in involving him because he is quite mature enough to understand all those things and let him be there because if things goes wrong, he or she will come to the rescue of the mother or the better half to get those things sorted out. So nothing wrong. We can vote post 18 years. So why can't we uh, you know, involve them post 18 Absolutely. years? I mean, even before 18, like you said, I think while uh, yeah, when they're teenagers, wrong. they're quite intelligent. They understand these things. So makes sense to. So how do you talk about it? I mean, what what would you suggest? You know, I think for many families it may be a little odd or awkward to suddenly start talking about. You know, these are uh, these are the instruments that I've got, and this is where I've kept them. It 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 is an emotional topic, uh, of course. So how do you approach it? You know what? How often do you go with your wife on a Valentine's date? Valentine's Day once a year, but yes. How often you go with your wife on a birthdays, celebrations and all those things. I recommend you that why don't we have a financial record keeping date along with your spouse. Hmm, That's interesting. Go on a date on every year. Just go or take out a week or two days or one day. Mm -hmm. Sit down with her. Talk to her, not with an emotion, but talk to her on a rational manner or you can say a logical manner that these are the things which I have and these are the things which you need to access it if should something happen to me. And there is nothing wrong and people know now in this kind of a, uh, era where where uh, the, the, the nuclear families are there yeah. and uh, we need to take those kind of an information and decisions uh, logically rather than you know emotionally. That's very interesting. And uh, how many financial dates have you been on? I go every year. In fact, you can say I go on every year two times. Uh-huh. One in the first week of, uh, you can say, that the first week of the new year, which is every new year I go on that financial date with my wife. And second is whenever we have this, uh, I'm, 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 I'm a religion point of view, I'm a Muslim. So I sure. give zakat and all those things. Correct. Then whenever there is a zakat time comes in, I involve my wife. And uh, you know, discuss all those things that these are the things which we have. So there are two dates which I normally go every year with my wife. Mm. Has she uh, said anything about it? I mean, I'm assuming that you started this at some point of time uh, in the past decade or so. Before that, was there any kind of feedback or message that she said said to you that it was useful or? You know, she initially, that? initially she was reluctant. Uh-huh. Oh no, 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 no! She wanted wanted to discuss those hard facts of the life, but then these are the facts. Sure. But then now later on, she has also realized it, and now she is taking a part in whatever I am explaining it to her, or whether she understands, she does not understand. But then, if she is there, at least she knows that these are the things which I have. Correct, and. There's another part of uh, record uh, the record keeping or consolidation that sort of comes a little close. May not be the same, but you know, I've heard many people talk about the importance of a will, mm-hmm. um, and that's more for sort of asset distribution and for you know making sure that the finance 
part of things get distributed in the manner of your choosing um do you have you been involved in making of wills for clients do you have any um examples that you can sort of share with us about i do not i am not a qualified person to make a will yeah okay but then we do channel partner it with people who are specialized into making a will okay there is a saying that will has to be next to your pillow hmm. okay i mean you never know tomorrow whether you are going to wake up or not so that that close i am talking about the will but will is needed for some kind of a complicated this is my personal say on the will that if you have some properties and some kind of a complications in different countries that's needed of course it's not that that does not mean that will is not needed by for somebody you don't have a properties okay but if you are clear with your record keeping at least do that start with that record keeping because even though if you approach a guy who is making a will he is also going to tell you and ask you about what are the documentation and what are the assets and liabilities which you are carrying with you correct so he any which way is going to ask you about all those things so why not we start this step number 1 and then step number 2 based on your situation based on your requirement you can go ahead and do the wills and then trust and lot of things comes in so that's what my say yeah i completely agree with you i think uh, you touched upon a very important point there that uh, along with the will you need to have a list of assets and uh, this is a a great way to make sure that your assets are all listed out consolidated and you've got an updated list so that that can form a part of your will absolutely um, so adil i think uh, the insights that you provided have been very useful uh, do I you have a message for our audience um, if you've got something that you'd like to tell our uh, listeners there is one saying i'm uh, just help me out a bird in a hand is more valuable than two in the bush yeah there is no point of me having a property or a policy or an investment which my beneficiaries don't know so better whatever i have show it to them that this is what i have and this is all easily accessible to them which is of more importance rather than doing so many things and not known by your beneficiaries so try to keep things simple have a record keeping and put it or try to consolidate things to the best of its ability and when you grow in your age which is inevitable try to have lesser and lesser and lesser contact points hmm. my spouse should be able to connect with only few places to get all of my assets done hmm. so this is my message for the audience or our listeners and if our audience and listeners want to know more about it want to get in touch with you how can they reach you i see there is something called as lift i am in social media and uh-huh. this lift is something like i am on linkedin i am on instagram i am on facebook i am on twitter okay they can be in touch with me i am all available for them and if they still want something more to be known they can also contact continental insurance brokers where am i associated with and i can be of a great value and help to them and uh, that the excel sheet which i have done it for myself yeah. i would be happily be able to share it that this is what i have done it in this manner you can also do it and uh, make life easy not only for yourself but also for your beneficiaries or nominees that is a fantastic gift adil thank you very much the template uh, for the excel file that uh, you're using Uh, i'm sure our team can have it uh, placed onto the podcast show there will be a link over there where you can access and download 
the template utilize it to make it uh, to 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 consolidate your financial records as well as you can utilize it uh, to to modify it sorry in any manner that you feel fit so that it 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 suits your needs um adil kadri uh, at linkedin i mean i'm assuming you go under the same name adil yeah kadri? i think it's cfp underscore adil or something like that is okay. there i remember so and if you just do google search adil kadri cfp i will be, i will be there and i have done some awesome. couple of uh, you can say couple of uh, uh, seminars also for the financial literacies for the kids and the schools and all those places so i that uh, those recordings are also available so you will be able to see me in any where you know adil kadri it's a unique name so yep. one find difficult to find me thank you adil for sharing all of that information it's been extremely useful i'm sure that our audience and our listeners would find this find it the same way um, and again uh, like you've mentioned they can reach you on uh, the lift uh, mediums so that's linkedin instagram twitter and facebook i got the order wrong there but uh, lift is still the acronym easy to remember we will also have the links available in our uh, show notes uh, at the end of the podcast uh, episode so you can reach out to adil through those yeah. um As always thank you for listening if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support uh, our show please share it with others and post about it on social media as well as leave a rating and a review uh, this is your host Anselm Mendes signing off for dollars dirhams and our two financial cents we hope to see you again in our next episode